0: Everyone, this is Janice Alpert. Thank you for listening to my podcast on purpose, where we talk about how you find your purpose in life. So, today, well, I'm always excited, as you know, about all my guests, but today I'm going to be interviewing Jenny Tetzner, which happens to be my producer's mom. But she has a very interesting story that I'm not actually fully aware of, just a little bit. So, I'm going to let her uh, kind of tell us a little bit about herself and how she got to where she is. Hi, Jenny. Hello, Janice. So nice to meet you and see you. Yeah,
1: same. I was excited about this because we have been talking about you all the time.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Well, we, (laughs) as I said, we have a mutual admiration society because I couldn't do any of this without Noah and he knows that. And so it's all good, but he's, he's just so easy to work with and he gets me. So it's, it's really, so I know he's on his purpose and it was our purpose probably to meet at some point in our lifetime. So. It's, that's, it's all... that's what he said. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, uh, we didn't even discuss that. And we both know. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, I, I will say that Jenny just, yeah. you know, whatever, does something to do with homeschooling and yep. it's just an unusual kind of path. And I, I just want to hear how you got there. And so tell yeah. me a little bit about your growing up and where you from. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, well, I am from
1: Green Bay, Wisconsin. Uh-huh. All of my life until I moved to De Pere, where I currently live, which is not far from Green Bay. But my dad said, I'm not sure how we're going to drive that far. And it's literally like five minutes. <laughs> my father would have said the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> it's the west side, east side type thing, right? Got it. So, yeah, I have a lovely, loving, kind, wonderful family. We're all Aww. super tight. I have a brother. He is two years older than me. Uh-huh. And we come from a musical family. Oh. So, Aunts, uncles, grandparents, cousins, everybody is musical. And um,
0: did not know that.
1: Yeah. And so what's interesting about that, it was it was just a great life in the sense that you know most families kind of sit around and play cards and that's great. And actually we did too, but mm-hmm. music was the focus.
0: Mm-hmm. So like singing, playing all instruments.
1: Of it. Yeah, instruments singing my mom. My mom sings, plays guitar, her mom and dad did, her brother, wow, and sister, and bluegrass, the blues, the whole everything. So Uh super fun. Always just really close. I mean, we visited Uh my grandparents always every weekend. It was just part. And we would, or they would come to our house and we would just Uh do music literally all the time. Wonderful. Yeah. So a great family. Uh And I went to a high school. Well, first I went to a a Catholic school for a quick uh-huh. minute
0: <laughs> and then I went. To hope everything that. was o- hope everything was OK in that situation. I mean, that
1: kind of ushers us into the next stage here.
0: <laughs> go ahead. Uh, OK, no comment. Then. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So and then I went to a public school mm-hmm. and I did the whole, you know, go through the motions. Yes. Try to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Did that whole thing. Certain aspects of school. I absolutely adored. I Such loved it. music. Such- Duh, yes. <laughs> hey, we I got to go um, sing in New York with a Philharmonic in Carnegie Hall. Oh, my that with must our have whole been choir. So- <gasps> oh, my gosh. That must it have been
0: amazing, so
1: dreamy and such an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just loved it. So there were great things in school like that, okay. like music that I loved. But I was really disconnected from mm-hmm. the joy of
0: learning. Okay. You no, know, was
1: just it was kind of go through the motions and I was probably not like my husband who graduated from Purdue and absolutely adored learning.
0: Uh-huh. Just FYI, my husband graduated from Purdue as well.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> and ew, also ew. loved engineering and still
0: does. Yes. Yeah.
1: We were meant to meet up. I'm telling mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, and the other thing I loved was we had to take this childcare class. Well, we didn't have to, but I signed up for it. Okay. In high school. Opportunity. Kind of bring you to the next, what are you going to do when you grow up? Sort of a thing. And I loved that. Even though I had made poor choices going through high school, meaning my friends. Oh, I was going to say, what does,
0: what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah.
1: My friends and kind of just that whole environment of we're just here for a good time, except Mm -hmm. for the things that we love. Right. Right. Because that was my passion. And so Mm -hmm. I did well with those things. Mm -hmm. The great thing about getting far away from where I should have been coming from a really lovely family and loving family was that I really was grounded you know, okay. because I had that love. Mm-hmm. I was so close with my mom and dad still am. And so I just had that oh, love. Nice. So th- though I wandered far
0: and wide, I was grounded. Okay. And so they were always mm-hmm. able to reel me back. When you say down. grounded far and wide, you mean with your friends doing a little bit like some shady things, that kind uh, of stuff? Oh, for okay. sure. I mean,
1: I was a big, great. <laughs> the Grateful Dead follower, you know. got it. Okay. <laughs> yep. There it was peace, love, happiness, and let's have a good time and music. I mean, that was the thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So yeah, not. The I have the chances. vision. I have yep. the vision of what you're that, what that meant. Right? Okay. Exactly. Thank you for sharing.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that wouldn't have been probably, I mean, though it was fun at the time and I was younger, it wasn't the path that ideally you would want to be on to succeed, quote unquote, succeed, mm-hmm. and then go to college and live the dreamy life of being super smart and mm-hmm. all of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of that that actually. So because I was grounded with the love of mm-hmm. my parents and everything, I got out of that outlit, I, you know, I I conquered it. I got out of that grew up a little bit. I yeah, grew mature. up. Yep, exactly. And then I met my husband from Purdue. Were you in Purdue as well? Or no, no, we actually met working. So he moved he moved here back to green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job at a CBRF. He worked there as well. And his Santa- grandmother was there. So that's Santa- like a community, a community-based residential facility. Oh, okay. meaning that kind of the step before the nursing home type of. A oh, day. okay. So you ended up not going to college. Yeah, no, which is all yeah. part of my great story. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. I just wanted to, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I met Joel and we got married, mm-hmm. you know, we, we hung out for a while work together. And then it was kind of that thing of we were in it to win it, but then let's hope we win it. Or I may have to quit my job because now it's awkward because we work together. Oh, right. But it worked out. Yeah, we got married and, and I knew the kind of mom that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, I knew for a fact in order to enter into this life of momhood that I wanted Mm -hmm. and respecting myself and my husband and everybody, I didn't want that life. So I literally took a leap of faith and was like, you know, because I felt like I had one foot on this side and one foot on the other side.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, I hear you. One foot of let's have a good time and the other foot of, oh, but I want to be serious and do great things. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Okay. I love that that you knew yourself that well, even in your 20s. That's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 But you had that that amazing family as a role model. So let's not underestimate that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Who never gave up. Who loved you? So even well. while you were doing goofy crazy things and going to the grateful dead, yep. they had their arms open, we love yes. you, and had faith with- that eventually you'd get your act together.
1: And actually went skydiving and that whole thing, which they did oh not my come I mean, I by my, I mean with three other people, but like not I didn't jump even with somebody. Like I did the whole jump out of the airplane all by myself thing and pray for the best. And my so I like, just nope, I can't I go. Did,
0: no, no, but what I just want to say to the listeners that as far as Jenny, you know, like you look like a normal mom. And, and when I, you know, like you're just like adorable, but like normal look, you know, whatever. I mean, so when you think of I'm picturing you back in your 20s with maybe not tattoos, but like you skydived, you're going to the Grateful Dead. <laughs> hair down to my butt, you know, and that whole thing. Hair, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole thing. So yeah. it's really
1: funny to see you now. But go yeah, ahead. And, I, and I'm glad you said that because the truth is, is so this mom thing, when I just, and Joel real, my husband, Joel, um, he, he really didn't walk that walk, you know, just a okay. little bit as a college kid would, but I mean, nothing else. Right. And a little more um,
0: conservative and straight laced.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I, one of our choices was really to, how are we going to, I want the kids to know the truth, you know, cause he had to teach me a lot. Joel, I learned so much from him. Like, Hey, we can have a good time just going camping and not doing anything, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to set the tent up. And then we're just gonna like enjoy the nature and well, this is great. I mean, this is weird. Should we drink a beer? What should we? <laughs>
0: do? Right? Like, is this what people really do? <laughs> and yes, the answer is yes. And the answer they do, is- the, they do the other two, but your way is your newer way. Uh, his way, I yeah. think, ends up feeling ultimately much more uh, enjoyable and fulfilling. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But coming out of all of that and knowing we wanted to do
1: this mom thing, I literally talked about it with Joel. Like, I'm gonna make a decision. We Mm -hmm. ought to make a decision of I want my kids to know reality, the truth. I'm not going to perceive myself as Ma Ingalls when really I, you know, that is where the joy comes, right? Mm -hmm. Walking through these things, conquering them by the the grace of God, alive and well with love. And I want my girl and my boy to know that, to say, Mm -hmm. hey, look, I'm not perfect and you will never be perfect but you will be successful. I love, love.
0: that. <laughs> you're speaking my language. Love Aww. it. Because I was going to say, when you say you want them to know the truth, what does that mean? Or what did that mean? But I'm yeah. sure you're going to share with that. Well, I want them to know the
1: truth that you're going to fail. And failing yeah. doesn't mean you're done. It means you attempted something. It didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So you literally stand back up and you say, you know what? I'm not going to do it that way again. I'm mm-hmm. going to try this way. And mm-hmm. if that takes you a thousand times, which it will, because it's a journey, it's not exactly. Like it's exactly. literally a journey.
0: Mm-hmm. So with that,
1: with that being said, you know, there was a point where they were growing to the school age. And mm-hmm. I, I, I love kids. I love teaching is my natural where I just fall. How it did was, you,
0: did you always know that or? Yeah,
1: I always, you know, did the whole babysitting thing, mm-hmm. but really it all went back to high school, that one class. Okay. So it was that one childcare class where I was like, this is so great. This is what I want to do. So straight out of the shoot, my first job was that I I worked at a childcare center, worked with three-year-olds. And then, um, after years of doing that, then they offered me the position of being the director, the program director of this, you know, there's probably like 200, 300 kids in the place. And I was like, oh, that's where the business end. I'm not sure that I want to do that. I'm not Mm -hmm. the business gal. But my parents were like, yeah, well, you should do that because it just will teach you more. And Mm -hmm. that's great to have that whole thing. So I did it. I loved it. It was great. But so this is kind of going back and forth. But then now let's fast forward back to I'm a mom and I have my own kids who need to go to school. Yep. That was the moment of, yeah. So I was teaching Montessori at the time. Okay. My my girl Madeline was in the classroom.
0: It's my granddaughter's name. (laughs) What's her middle name? Pearl. My mom's name is Pearl. Oh, okay.
1: Joel's grandma's name was Jane. Yeah. So Madeline, um, she, she's more the introverted type. Mm -hmm. And so even right then at her little three-year-old stage. And so here was she in the, was she in Montessori? Not in my class. She was in the other one. Okay. And in Montessori, one of the things was, you know, it's really about the kids doing everything themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, let's say if you wanted to have a snack, you would put the apron on and the apron had to be tied. Mm -hmm. And if you couldn't tie it yourself, you would need to ask somebody. Right. And so there was no way Madeline was going to ask anybody because she really hardly said two words. So she would choose just not to participate. Oh. Not to have a snack. That would be okay. Mm -hmm. Who cares if I don't have to talk? I'm not going to eat this. She's good. Mm Right? Exactly. So with that being said, It was shortly after struggling with this in my heart because I love teaching.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Noah was in kindergarten at the time and at a school just right up the road from us. And the teacher was great. She was really good. But I was sitting in the auditorium at one of his little kindergarten sing things. Mm -hmm. And I I just remember literally, I knew no other homeschooler, never in
0: my whole entire life.
1: But I just felt this sense of homeschool. I just kept hearing that word like, homeschool.
0: Okay. Home Listeners listen to that. So she heard this in her soul yeah. is how mm-hmm. it feels to me. Yes. Never had ever yes. thought about that, but it was That's such right. a strong feeling yes. that she had, it sounds like Jenny, you had to listen. Oh my goodness.
1: And I thought, okay, me, I mean, we are <laughs> talking the one who literally could care less about school. Not that I was like, I felt like it was prison ish in a sense. I would be sitting there. I would see you know, my study hall was in the cafeteria where there was mm-hmm. a huge open window and this man was super into his yard, mowing, flowering, <laughs> And I would be like, oh my gosh, I'm literally in prison. Like I, I can't even go out there and talk to him until yes. I get a break to go out there. That, that was my heart. So that anyway, well. I just um, had this, this homeschool thing and I thought, yeah, oh gosh, how's this gonna go over? And so I was, you know, well, I guess, cause Joel was not with me <laughs> the auditorium thing. That's weird. But so, yeah, I went home and I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this to Joel and we're going to see yep. like, if this is the legit thing. If this is for real, we'll watch his reaction. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I say, babe, here's the thing. I just, I feel like we should homeschool the kids. the kids, right? And he did not react in any way, but this, he was like contemplative, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought I've, I've never heard about it. I never really thought about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's it. And he's super supportive anyway. Mm-hmm. So like any parent would be an FBI agent. Yes. I went to the library and I, there happened to be three books about homeschooling, read them
0: all. Then I ordered them. So this is really like 25 years ago that you were kind yes. of head of your, I mean, now kind of knew. new. Yeah.
1: Very yeah. new. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So. There I was, read everything, researched everything, Joel as well. But the thing was, is I was teaching other people's kids already. And mm-hmm. here's a disclaimer. No, you don't have to teach other people. You don't have to be a teacher to teach
0: your own children.
1: Who that belong was the, to you. I,
0: okay, OK, that's really important. So if someone is like hearing this and feels like, yes. you know what, that's something I would like, because remember, I asked Jenny if she went to college, so you do yeah. not have a teaching degree but you can still homeschool and get your kids educated, graduate high school. Yes. Okay, so tell us more. Yes. Yes. So,
1: and and that's a key note because I'm just going to say it now, but I'll say it a thousand more times. Here's the thing is you, all that you need to succeed in life, no matter what you do, and especially with your own children, right? Raising a family, homeschooling aside, it's called passion. And when you have passion, that is contagious. So my job is not to teach them math, it is, but math, science, you can name those little categories. It's about passion. And if I have a passion and a desire to learn, they are seeing that, I'm modeling that to them. We start with that and the academics come after. But unless you actually have that, right? There's no such thing as a teacher unless there's an actual learner, okay? Mm -hmm. I could call myself a teacher. I could go to college. I could say, I'm going to do this, that, and the other thing. But if I'm sitting before 16 first graders who I did teach, by the way, at Providence Academy, which is a classical Christian school, okay. um, I could have, or high schoolers. I taught them too. I could have high schoolers
0: before me. Guess what? If they don't want to learn, I'm nothing. Exactly. They have to want to learn. And how many of us have had those kinds of teachers and those kinds of experiences where like yeah. we're just sitting there thinking of anything except geometry or whatever. Yeah. And,
1: and, and then after graduating, people beat themselves up for it. Exactly. They say, shoot, they either come out of the system feeling like they're not smart enough.
0: Right. They're comparing
1: themselves to people. A hundred percent. Okay. And the truth is, is we all have a brain. It's just, what do we choose to do with it? Do we want to learn? Cause somebody, you know, this is why. I, one of the biggest things with my kids, Joel and I have teaching them is, Hey, you don't have to be intimidated by people ever mm-hmm. because we're all equal. The bottom we line are. is this is if somebody knows something more than you, it's just that they've read something ahead of you just mm-hmm. a little bit, but you right. could do that same thing. Exactly. You can become
0: mm-hmm.
1: what that thing is that's in your heart, whatever exactly. that is. It's not too Lofty for you. Nothing's too lofty.
0: You know, I always say, both in my practice and, and just in life, that we there's no one on this earth like Janice. There's no one like Jenny, or no, where we're all that's what I say. We're all completely unique, and so to compare yourself to someone else and then put yourself like I'm not good enough according to whom or according to what? They're not that, you, you're not yes. them. You've got to be your own true self. And yes. part of that is you know finding your passion so you can do what it is you're supposed to be doing in your life in the deepest part of who you are. So yay. I know, that's yeah. exactly what
1: I always said. Listen, mm-hmm. there's no other Jenny Tetzner. I'm the only one on yep. this earth, on this whole wide exactly. earth, yep. it's me. And so that
0: blows my mind mm-hmm. that I mm-hmm. get to be me. One hundred percent, and you and we all should be our own unique person to the fullest extent that we can be, whatever that is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so you're. Yeah. So one of the things, and this is this is actually a
1: key point in all of this whole learning thing for me, because yeah, one might say, "What do you mean? You never went to college, but yet you're Uh teaching your children, and and Mm -hmm. you have these lofty ideas about what (laughs) teaching and homeschooling should be." (laughs) Well, it it kind of goes like this. So through our homeschooling journey, we um, came across the classical model of education.
0: Okay. And
1: the, the one thing here that I really just goes to show you when you have this passion within you and you are acknowledging that and you uh-huh. run with that, though you might not feel brave, okay? So you, it's scary. It is scary. And here's the confirmation of that. Um, I was at, so we signed up for something called Classical Conversations. Mm-hmm. And they have what's called parent practicums. Okay. And that's just inviting all the parents to come in and kind of see what is this classical model anyway? Uh Is this some big lofty hard thing that none of us can do as the world portrays it? Right. No, it's not that thing. What it is, is if we bring, I learned this term called the trivium. Okay. And that is Latin. And there's three, three components to the trivium, which is the grammar stage, the logic stage, and the rhetoric stage. The word trivium means, tri means three, wea in Latin, V-I-A means road. So it's a place where three roads meet. An example of this, an example Mm -hmm. of this in learning on an everyday level like us, let's talk about Starbucks, okay? Okay. So when Starbucks first opened, it was a hit. Remember that when Starbucks Mm -hmm. first opened? Mm -hmm. And I mean, we live in small town. (laughs) Yeah. Wisconsin, Wisconsin, you know, yeah. and, um, and so it was a big thing and everybody'd be talking about it. And I remember walking in the first time I'm like, yeah, I don't even know. I mean, just coffee, just, just yeah. a cup of coffee, but you can't order it like that there. You mm-hmm. have to know the terms. You mm-hmm. have to know grande and, and latte. Fente, and- <laughs> right. And then you have to know, like, you know, cappuccino, latte, caramel macchiato. What you have to that? know your name. <laughs> Yeah, right. You have to know your name. You have to know these things. So I'm going to bring back the word trivium. Okay. Okay. Trivium is a place where three roads meet. That's what it means. It comes from that Latin word. Mm -hmm. And so all of us, every single day, 24 hours a day, are somewhere on, we're either in the grammar stage Mm -hmm. of something, Mm -hmm. the logic stage of something, Mm -hmm. or the rhetoric stage of something. Mm -hmm. Starbucks goes like this for Jenny Tetzner the first day. Whoa, I just need some coffee. I don't even know the terms. Mm-hmm. I have no idea, right? So I'm in the grammar stage of Starbucks. I'm there with my husband and um, I've heard these terms thrown around. I really huh. have no idea, but I could go tell you, Janice, that, yeah, I was at this place, this place called Starbucks that, you know, has these different size cups and they call them grande. And they, right, those are terms. Uh-huh. So when a person is learning something, you're in that first stage usually, right? You know you right. know the terms of something. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. really do anything with it. Mm-hmm.
0: Then you I, can- just, I just have to say, Starbucks yeah. has nothing to do with my podcast. So this is just a free yeah. plug. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: I'm sorry. No, I just said, I thought I better say that, but go ahead. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah. So we don't even actually drink Starbucks coffee, quite yeah. but anyway, that's on our end. Then, and I'm just, I'm giving this example of learning. I hear you. Yep. Right, and so you keep on going to Starbucks and what happens? Eventually you're like, oh yeah. I can order this by myself. So now I'm to the point where I can go in there and I can be like, "Yeah, i like a grande flat white with blah blah blah." I can order that. I can tell other people about it and I can order it. I've learned. I'm in the. I'm in the. Mm-hmm. Using my grammar of the subject and my logic. Then we hit the rhetoric stage and we say, "Okay, I've been going to Starbucks for 20 years. Listen, mm-hmm. I go, I finally got I got there. I got this. Yeah, exactly. I brought home a coffee maker. I can whip up anybody fancy coffees at my house." Mm-hmm the rhetoric stage, you're telling back something that you've learned. Okay. We all do this. I could use have used the same example of changing a tire. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to change a tire, mm-hmm. though my dad taught me. Mm-hmm. I could throw out some terms for you. Mm-hmm. lug nuts. I don't know. Is that a thing?
0: Right. <laughs> <But> I, <laughs> I know that it, I,
1: I'm in the grammar stage of that. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think it is. So that's the general model of what you you used with all your yep. math, English, you know, history, etc.,
1: science. But this is life changing for my own life because Go ahead. Remember I went to the high school. Yes. I didn't do well. And I, yeah. I didn't have that desire, that passion in mm-hmm. learning. And so I carried that really. And especially after meeting Joel, you know, mm-hmm. because he was Mr. Purdue guy and mm-hmm. he was pretty smart. And I would talk to other people. And I would think I can't keep a conversation. Like they would talk about these lofty things to me. And I would think, Mm -hmm. oh, why did I not pay attention in school? Like that Mm -hmm. was forever in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I would carry that with me. Well, it wasn't, wouldn't you know, it all comes full circle because when I was introduced to this whole idea of the trivium and how people learn, Mm -hmm. I was like, wait a minute. It's not that I didn't know. Algebra well, yeah. it's that I didn't know the grammar of it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I didn't know these things of history. It's mm-hmm. that I missed the grammar of the right. subject. Mm-hmm. So it goes to show that no matter what you learn in your life, no matter what you're doing, what your passion is, mm-hmm. it takes time to yes. make it all all of a sudden come all- through because uh-uh. you're walking this a place where three roads meet, uh-huh. and coming together. Mm-hmm. And when you get to that rhetoric stage of the Mm -hmm. subject that you love, what do you get to do with that? Talk Mm -hmm. it. You Mm -hmm. get to tell people about it. And that is enter in the passion. Mm -hmm. And it just is contagious towards other people. And for me, I wanted that to be my kids. Yeah. So I've spoken at practicums about this and Mm -hmm. I've taught other people's kids. And Madeline, my daughter, just graduated May 4th. And
0: Congratulations.
1: Yeah. Uh, and from college? Yep. Yeah, nope. High school. Oh, high school. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, homeschooling is near
0: and dear to our hearts. I've never learned so much in all of my life. I was going to really? say, no. while you were teaching your children, you must have, because oh. you had to study the stuff and get all the triple whatever, the three things yeah. yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, they say, right? There's a quote that says, when one teaches to learn. And that's Love really it. what it seems to mm-hmm. be. And so we recently opened up the homeschool loft.
0: And yes, our, tell me what that about that.
1: Yeah. Well, we had it. We knew I probably like this much into homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So I little knew,
0: little yeah, baby, she's doing
1: like a little baby <laughs> sign. Yeah. So the, the first week into homeschooling, maybe we knew we were sold. Mm-hmm. I, I knew for sure that, yes, I, this is like a gem that people don't understand. Mm-hmm. They don't get the whole thing. And I knew um, this is, this is it. And because. You know, you talk about like when you know you're walking in something that you should be, when I would stand up and speak to people or when I when I would even in in front of my first graders or I've taught all ages, but even in front of them, I can't like there's no tangible thing that I can say. It's not Mm -hmm. tangible. It's like this thing in me that is like paradise in a Mm -hmm. sense, like for me, homeschooling, I don't know how else to say it. And it even won't sound like the feeling that I got because it was literally like.
0: Winning the lottery every day of my life. Oh, first of all, I can just say from Uh. observing you, like how excited and how passionate you are and how much you loved it and how you just get so much joy out of it. So part of what I think, I don't know if other people are thinking this, so the homeschooling sounds like you loved it and the kids did well. And now Madeline is, I don't know what she's going to be doing after this. You can tell me that in a second, but what in terms of like socialization, that's like, that was my first question that comes to my mind is like, so they're at home just with you and each other. And what about friends? And like, did you have them in activities? What, how did you balance that?
1: Yeah. First off is that that is the biggest thing, the socialization thing. But I think it's we have to define socialization. Okay. So when we define socialization, because we were all in public school, we might mm-hmm. think that looks like going to school and having birthday parties and cupcakes and all right. those things with friends and speaking with just our age group, right? because Mm -hmm. that's who you're with. You're with your fifth grade class and you're with the fifth graders all day. And then one teacher. Right. Um, For us, for the homeschooling world, it's really freedom. We are not locked behind the walls with just fifth graders or whatever Mm -hmm. that grade might be. We get that whole thing of, and there are hundreds and billions of homeschoolers. Now, yeah, I I think Yeah, and I think really it's because that socialization thing is such a key, we probably overbook. Oh, (laughs) we probably overbooked like, because we have freedom. We don't have to stay sitting in the house. Mm -hmm. Learning doesn't happen inside the walls, right? From, from 830 to three, right? Exactly. And so I, I looking at Noah and Madeline as well, Mm -hmm. they know how to talk to adults because they Mm -hmm. weren't with their peers, you know, their same age group all day. So they, they got to go out Well, the kids were all trapped in school. They got to go out and do things that probably the school you wouldn't be able to do that, right? Because you, you are in there and, you, and, and there's, you have to sort them somehow when you have that many, right. so they're in classes. And right. so for us, um, yeah, there's just copious amounts of activities that you can right. do. And you know, gosh.
0: I've said to Noah, there's no way you're in your early. I mean, I've said to him, you're like yeah. a 40 year old. You're like an old soul. You know, yeah. I mean, I've said that to him. Like, there's no way you're as young as you are because uh, it's just impossible. But yeah. from what you're saying, <laughs> that's all part of, besides it's yeah. who he is but it's all probably part of his experience of being homeschooled and being right. out with a variety of age, you know, yeah. people. Yeah,
1: exactly. And so, um, so are one- you still
0: doing what's going on? So you were telling us about home loft or what, what is it called? Yeah. The homeschool loft homeschool loft. So yeah. are you still, cause your kids are grown now or whatever. Um, what's first of all, what, I'm just curious what's Madeline doing now after. Oh yes. Well, Madeline, she is definitely the passionate learner. She has,
1: Always, it's been in her heart to go off to college. Okay. Dreamy, like to the point where her, Noah, and I, during the days, would drive past this local college here and it's called St. Norbert's, but we would always say, Look, Madeline would say, Mom, let's go for the St. Norbert's drive. Okay. (laughs) Just so we could drive by and watch all the college students. Her desire is definitely to move forward. She's a theater kid. Oh, okay. No, and Noah was a theater kid as well. Got the music blood in there. Yeah, yeah. So Madeline's uh, passion is really, She wants to get an English degree. That's one of her major thing. Like she wants that. And just to maybe kind of do theater stuff on the side. She's, she's up in the air. I think kind of secretly somewhere in her heart, she might want to go off to, um, Hillsdale or something of the sort. (laughs) I'm not sure, but she's in the beginning stage of all of it right now. Okay.
0: Okay. But you're not opposed to her going to a college at this stage. Okay. No, because we,
1: here's the thing is she she's learned. She's mm-hmm. learned how to learn. Exactly. She's learned how to think mostly. She's not been taught what to think. She's been taught how to think for herself. Which,
0: that is so fantastic. All right. So yes. you're now, as far as for you now, because your kids are schooled, homeschooled yeah. already, and mm-hmm. you have started this loft. So what does that involve? And what, yeah. what are you doing with that now?
1: Yeah, well, we have um, always, like I said, wanted to do something, give back, you know, just in the homeschooling world. Mm-hmm. And who would have ever thought the, the world would have shut down? Right? Oh, so exactly. I mean, exactly. oh my gosh, Holy I Toledo, it, right? exactly. So what the schools are shutting. I mean, let me just tell you all the homeschoolers, like that socialization thing comes up right. all the time. And there's this funny meme that I saw and it's, and it says public schoolers. This is like the comment that public school parents are saying, oh, the school shut down. What will we do? Yes. And then it's like, the homeschooling parents and they're like rubbing their hands together. Yeah. How will you, how will you socialize your children? <laughs> Oh, funny. So that is a needed and serious thing. I say that though it's funny. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people that really don't understand it. And mm-hmm. parents who say, I don't, we don't, we're unsure. If, will our school close down? I don't know. Right? right. And so because we have the knowledge and the passion and the Lord's put that into us, I believe wholeheartedly, we're able to, we opened up a place, a location, which is downtown deep here, where we live. Okay. And we're really a resource center okay. for parents. They email us, they call us, they come, they come off the streets. Cause just so happens one of the nights we're open, they have a farmer's markets literally right down there. So that's oh,
0: a lot of people as perfect. well. Perfect. Are these parents, not just homeschoolers, but right. all parents. Yes, okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Yep. Parents
1: who, because of this pandemic thing, yes. Are just don't know where to go,
0: Hmm.
1: you know, kind of toying with their options. Yes. And I then, um, and so, yeah, we do that. We have also a curriculum viewing library there So they can come and view hundreds, thousands of different curriculums. Not that we physically have all the thousands there. We definitely have hundreds there, but, um, we have a website. We do a podcast. Oh, we have, yeah. Thanks to this young man over here. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) What's the name of your podcast? Uh, the homeschool loft cast. Okay. Just in case people are interested because it's, you know, Hey, we talk all things
1: homeschool. Okay. Yeah. So actually it's good. And, um, yeah, just to be there for parents with questions and mm-hmm. because it's always that one thing, it, it all goes back to that one thing. The parent says the same thing every time I don't feel equipped to teach my child. And yeah. then we say, you shouldn't question the fact that you don't feel equipped to teach your child. You should question the fact that you are coming from an institution that has caused you to feel un not equipped to teach your fourth, fourth grader, you know? Exactly. Exactly,
0: so. because that is that is true. The way our school system is, it's it's a narrow. Yeah, like this is you know, it's an it. It doesn't open you up as much. Yeah, you know, it kind while of you're focuses a kid. on
1: one one kind of learning style right. is really what it comes down to. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, and so your focus is, hey, I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach my child to be who he is. Uh, or children in general, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. are you still doing actual teaching, or is your role right now more helping other parents, or what? Other parents, although we do have, you can't separate. Obviously, the parents we we'd hate to be the homeschool
1: laughs like don't bring your kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, actually, we- it's we we do kind of say that on our website only because when we do consultations, uh huh, it's hard with the kiddos running around. Right, of course. To concentrate, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we do offer, um, because the libraries were closed as well. So we do yes. offer uh, read a lot. You know, we do reading with the kiddos. We have park days and just we have a not back to school picnic that's mm-hmm. coming up here. And um, who knows? That's hysterical. And we have a lot of people that do come in. And I just because uh, the the lady that I work with has also been a teacher. Not that Uh you need to be a teacher. We Uh do have
0: a lot of people that say, Could you just teach our kids? Could you do that? That, That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) I want you to, I mean, I want you to be my kid. I mean, I mean, my kids are grown, whatever. But yes, I I just talking to you for this last whatever, I want you to be their teacher.
1: I know. And everything in my heart would say. Yes. Sign. I'll teach the world's kids. Yes. But the truth is, is we really have a passion to equip the parents yes. to know the truth that you have it in you. You can do it. And, and when you take away this, you know, like you said, this eight to three mentality right. those hours. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes people say, well, I, I have a job and how do I teach my children? And we say, well, well, how do you parent them? Right. You, you would still have to parent them and you still exactly. need to be their parent learning. It's just about taking yourself out of that mindset and Mm -hmm.
0: thinking outside the box. Yeah. you're. First of all, you are amazing. What an amazing story. So if you were going to leave the listener like with one thought about, you know, how in terms of honoring yourself and listening to that voice, anything pop in your head that you'd want to. Oh, gosh. I don't even know how to put it into terms, into words, literally. But my thing is this
1: is when you have the feeling inside of you that it just separates you from this world. Mm-hmm. It is who you, and you know, it's who you are.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: cannot deny it. You might try to push it down and it always rises back up. That is your passion. You were created to do that thing. Ex- so you need to forge ahead. No matter no, what. No matter what the challenge is. And I would say, don't look left. Don't look right. Don't let people talk you down.
0: hmm Go forward. You
1: were right. created to do that. That's who you are. And there's one of you, so you need to rise up and you need to be the very best version of you because you're on the planet Earth and there's
0: just one. I'm just gonna call you Oprah, anyways. Um, <laughs> you are Aww. you are amazing, and I totally agree. You know about everything. I mean, even for me, as as I've shared over the last episodes, like I had the idea to do the podcast just to help people. You know, whatever. How could I do it? I don't know, but I had the, you know. And then all of a sudden, I meet Noah, and so it's 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 knowing that. And I felt the same about being a therapist back forty years ago. Like I had a calling. Like, okay, I think I can help people. And I and by the way, I was a teacher in that system. I taught fourth grade a million years ago, and it was so not me because I couldn't. I I just couldn't do it that way. It was it was the same lesson plan for all twenty five kids with different learning styles, and and so I tried to. I remember trying to navigated my principal going, what are you doing? You're not giving everybody the same spelling book. I go, well, he can't read yeah. this. He can't spell. I'm making it. So it was more work for me the way that I was doing it, yeah. but it, 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 whatever it was, it wasn't a pleasant experience. So um, yeah. I didn't do that for a long time. And thankfully I knew that that, not that I'm saying I couldn't have been a teacher in a different way. Sure. Perhaps maybe yeah. I would have been a homeschooler who knows, but anyways, I think my path was, was not yeah. that. So, but you have to listen. Is really see, what you're and, and it's
1: interesting that you even say that because you were aware of that. Like, yeah. no, there's more. There's more yeah. than just one way. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I, it would right? drive me. Cr- and I was and I, yeah. twenty-one years old. What I, what did I know? Nothing. But I knew that this was wrong. I just, I just exactly. said, this is yes. not, this is not right. And but my, my school was a very conservative. Again, yeah. this is forty years ago. Very conservative. More than that. Um, fifty. Oh my God. Yeah, fifty. <laughs> like a long time ago. Anyways, um, but it was a very conservative, very structured school, and it was hard because I wasn't. I had to adapt to something that I didn't believe in. Even then, Ugh, oh, I, yes. I remember going home crying. So that's that's the that's the other thing. If you know inside, you're so miserable. Probably not what you should be doing, exactly. or, and, and that needs reexamination. So, Jenny, such oh. a pleasure. So I have to tell you, my son just sent this to me yesterday. Yeah. So I had I had a different quote, but. I'm going to use what he sent me okay. because I think that's what I was doing, you know, before pulling it up. So this is from, you may have heard this quote before, okay. but this is just kind of on exactly what you're saying by Michael Jordan. Okay. I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games, 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I failed over and over and over again in my life. And that is why I succeed. Mm, I love that. Isn't that beautiful by Michael Jordan? My other son, my older son has this as a poster in his office. Mm. And so it's basically speaking exactly to what you're saying is that we're going to miss shots. We're going to stumble. We're going to wonder. But if you believe, well, obviously those Michael Jordan was one of the most unbelievable basketball players in Chicago in the history, but he was a Chicago team. So, yay. (laughs) Um, but anyways, I'm just saying that that's part of what his belief system and mine as well. So it's not that you're not going to stumble. It's you do it anyways, when that inner voice calls. Yes. So, and that's part of finding your purpose. So Jenny, you're on your path and you have been, thank you so much. A pleasure. I appreciate this and it was great. So I love this. And anyone that wants to know about homeschooling, just do you have a, what you said you had a website too?
1: Yes, we do. It is uh, www.homeschoolloft.com.
0: Okay. And it sounds like Jenny is a huge like plethora of information at her fingertips for anyone who finds this. I find it interesting. I'm not I'm not don't even small children, but I, I do think it's fascinating. Aww. All right. So for now, thanks for listening to uh, On Purpose. Hopefully you're doing your life with purpose and on purpose. This is Janice Alpert until next time. Bye.